Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Thank you, Jesus. Never try to smile with a mask on? Like, I find myself doing it all the time. Walk by someone, I'm like... And they're like, what's wrong with your eyes? You know, are you squinting? You got something in your eye? You know? No, I'm just smiling, you know? That's one of the things I miss, you know? Seeing faces is, is, is the smiling, right? So, anybody ever feel like a duck? One-legged duck swimming in a circle? You know what I'm talking about? And so it's like this morning, I was just like getting ready. and like, why mess with the time, Right? Right? <laughs> Why mess with my schedule, right? Because like I'm like a, I like to be like a, as off the cuff as I can be. I still like boom, 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 and so it's like it just messes with me. It's like whoever did that, I think we need to fire them. <laughs> so so I'm over it, right? So um, anyway, Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather here. Thank you for your goodness and your peace and your mercy and your grace, and thank you for. Um, just being with us and being faithful to us. And so, Holy Spirit, I just submit myself to you and um, speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so anyway, we are all here, and we all made it, and I think we're going to survive. But um, I was praying about, you know, kind of what what to speak about this morning. I've had... It's kind of the same thing on my heart for like three or four weeks. And I feel like God's just really trying to say, you know what? We really need to get this. But in the midst of all this, we anybody know we got an election going on? <laughs> right? We got this election going on and we got all the, I mean, it's just hectic. And so just um, one of the things I thought about is like... Um, so many people are like one way, well, if this doesn't happen like this, the world's going to end. Or if it doesn't happen like this, the world's going to end. Or, or, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And like, I was at a place the other day, and they're actually preparing for disaster, right? And I'm like, okay, guys, it, it's going to work out. We're going to be okay. And so, so just, just take, take, take some time and take some peace and just trust God and some stuff. And we have some promises, right? We, we have like a few promises in the Bible, right? And I think so much of the time we can get focused on what what we want and, and or focused on the fear and in the same kind of same kind of feeling like everyone else is, and then everybody's chaotic, right? Somebody's got to keep their head in this place. Here was on this planet. You hear what I'm saying? On this place, right? It's everyone but me, probably, right? But but on this planet, somebody's got to think. Somebody's got to say, wait a second, you know, um, we have great and precious promises in Jesus. And Jesus has promised that he's going to get us through. And I, and I do believe there's a choice between life and death. I do believe strongly that we should get out and vote and that we should make our voice heard because our voice is our vote. As a, our vote is our voice, vice versa, right? So it's really important. What do you believe in? What does the Bible say? Get out and vote on it. And then pray, but don't get in a fear over stuff like that. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know what? This church has been around for 2,000 years, right? We've actually had leaders who've tried 
to, to wipe us out and to kill us. And, and guess what? Every time they do, the church explodes, right? The enemy always overplays his hand. And so, so for the Jewish people, the same thing. Like every time the enemy comes against it, you, you know, the Jewish people, God comes through and he makes a way. So there's a scripture in the Bible that I think should give us some comfort in, in this because the Bible says this. He says in Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things except for elections... <laughs> What? Except for our finances. Except for family problem. Except, there's no except in there, is there? No. So do you know if you study the Greek and you look down and you see, and it says, and we know that in all things, do you know what that means? All things. Right? I know, like if I was in Texas, I I think I'd have to explain that a little better. Right? But here... You know, I was like, man, we should get this. But like we read over stuff so much, right, that um, we just glance over it. And I don't think that we really get it in in our hearts that God, when he says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Right. And so we know that that we are called and that God has, has a plan for our life because it says right here for those who God foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. OK, now here's a question. You hear these. You remember when they used to wear all these bracelets that said WWJD? Yep. Right. It wasn't what would James do. <laughs> right. Or what would John do or what would Jim do. Right. It was what would Jesus do right so here he's saying we're conformed into the likeness of jesus so i want to ask you a question what would jesus be doing can you picture jesus panicking can you picture jesus walking in unrest or being hateful or or anything like that no i can't either so that tells me that i am conformed into the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn of many brothers and those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, the government can be against us. No. It doesn't say that, does it? The, um, the enemies out there that are attacking us can be against us. The lack can be against us. The, the sickness can be against us. He's not saying that. He's saying, if God is for us, who can be against us? He's not asking because he's wanting you to name off stuff. He's saying there is nobody and nothing and anyone anywhere that's going to be against us because we're going to conquer no matter what happens. And so one of the things I thought about is, is like, like, like I got this reverse um, paranoia. Because, like, I think everybody's out to bless me. And it was tested this morning on the highway. <laughs> right? But I'm like, they're not out to bless me. There can't be that many cops out there that are keeping me away from a ticket, you know. But I was like, you know what? No. Nope. God, you're going to work this out. And so there's some reason that this is happening because they're going to bless me. Like, my mom and dad, we, when I was a kid, they'd get, go somewhere and something would delay them. 
and they'd be like, you know what? God just kept us from an accident or God kept us from this or God done that. And so it's really hard like to not get upset about going somewhere when, when your mom and dad put in your head, well, well you're delayed because God's protecting you or because God's got a purpose or God's got this or God's got that. And it creates a paradigm in your head where, where you're always thinking, you know what? This is going to bless me. This is going to bless me somehow. God's going to work this out for my good somehow. Somehow, some way, there's a blessing in it. And it's hard to get upset about that, right? It's hard to get mad. Quit blessing me, God. I mean, how many can sit there? Like you're sitting there in traffic and you're like, quit blessing me, God, right? But I've been the one sitting at the traffic light and the light turns green like I'm not paying attention. And then they're so nice to actually honk to let me know it turned green, right? Some of them even yell and wave their hands at me, you know? But they're letting me know, you know what? It's green. You can go, right? And I'm like, how blessed am I, right? So again, in all things, God works for our good. And so we can trust him and we can count on him. We can know, you know something, God? You're for me and I can trust you and and I'm going to take your blessings. And it's true, right? The Bible says that we're blessed when we come in and we're blessed when we go out. We're blessed in the city and we're blessed in the field. Man, we're blessed, right? And even when it doesn't look like we're blessed, we're blessed because God says, in all things I will work for the good of those who love me and are called according to the purpose, right? Now, no, that, I don't go to meddle with people out there. I'm going to be nice, <laughs> right? So we can trust God and we know that He's for us. And if he's with us, and it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us some things? No, all things. Again, it says, how much more graciously will he not give us all things? The Bible says that all of his promises are yes and amen. There's like 7,487 of those boogers in the Bible. That's good news, right? Because that means like I don't have that many problems. I mean, there's been a time where I've had a bunch of problems, but I don't think I've had 7,487 of them all at once. Right? So that means that there's more than enough promises to cover anything that I'm facing and anything that I'm looking at and anything that, that's coming against me, right? And so I know that if He has graciously given us all things, then I can come to Him in the time of need. I can seek Him when, when I'm brokenhearted or, or when I'm down or, or when, when the bank account's low or when everybody's mad at me. I know no one gets mad at you guys, but... <laughs> right? I can go to him and I can say, Father, you've got a promise for this. You, you've got a plan for this. And your word says that in all things, this is one of the promises. I'll work for your good. He, it, it, what he's saying is it does not matter what happens to you. He says, I'll work it for the good for you. That's good news. I mean, how can you beat that? It doesn't say you're never going to go anything, right? It says, in this world we'll have tribulation, but rejoice. Yes, I just broke my foot. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? 
or, or you know, you get these problems and you're like, like, oh my, it's the worst thing in the world. But God said, rejoice. Why do I rejoice? Because even though my foot's broken, he's still the healer. Not that I'm going to break my foot. Just scratch that, right? But even though you're broken, even though you're hurt, he's still the healer. He's still the provider. He hasn't fallen off of his throne. He's that big and he's that good. And he loves you that much. That's good news. Right? And so again, he's asking you the question, who will bring a charge against those whom God has chosen? Well, I could give him a list. Right? He's not asking who. He's saying, no, no one can. It is God who justifies you. That's what he's saying. It's, it is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding. For us. Then it says this. Actually, I'm going to take a time out and we're going to go back. We were studying in Galatians where it said that we, we are free from the curse of the law because Christ has become a curse for us, right? And so then we took a little trip to Deuteronomy, right? Deuteronomy chapter 28. And um, I love Deuteronomy chapter 28 because it's starts out really good, right? If you'll fully obey the Lord God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today. Woo, I'm glad. I can just skip to 15 right now. <laughs> right? Because like I'm going to blow it somewhere, somehow. Right? So we're talking about it's God who justifies us, right? So if God justifies us, we put so much attention on ourselves. If we try to do right by ourselves without him flowing through us we're going to be frustrated and we're going to be miserable because hear what i'm saying because it's christ in us the hope of glory and he wants to live in us and work through us and and just just go with us but but he's saying here if you fully obey and i was like i got wrote my bible down here i got paid in full by jesus now i can read on right because now it's not about what I do. Now it's about what he does. And now I don't ignore what, what he has. And like, cause it, like the, these are good ideals, like not to kill somebody. Right? That's a pretty good ideal. You know, not to steal, you know, to love your father and mother. That's a pretty good ideal, right? But, or to honor your father and mother. But, but to keep that in your own strength, you're going to fail. At times, you're going to miss it. You're going to make mistakes. But it's not about how good we are. It's about how great he is. And the more that, that we stay in him and follow him and, and trust in him, the, the easier it'll be for us. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Because it's a finished work. We're, we're, um, we've got something that was done for us that no one else could have ever done in all of history. And it's because of Jesus. But it says this, The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and accompany, accompany you, accompany, accompany, man, can they put a better word in there? Accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. And it says this, No, I want to, 
um, where it says, and all these blessings will come upon you. Well, literally in the Hebrew, it means these will chase you down. Right? Now, do you ever see like, like a calf rope or a rodeo? Like they open the chute and the calf runs out and then the cowboy gets up and he runs, whoop, ropes it. Then he slides off his horse, goes, flanks it and ties it down. That's what he's talking about. Those blessings are the cowboy on that horse. And you're the calf. You know what I'm talking about? These blessings will chase you down. And they're like, I've got you. Whoop. Now look. And it's like, like or when you, anybody watch football? What happens when you go, touchdown, right? That's what the, what the um, ropers do after they get done tying. They go, whoop. And so that's our blessings. They're like, I got you. Whoop. Now you're blessed. Now you're healed. Now, now I've done something great in your life. You have peace. You have great relationships in your life. Man, these blessings will chase you down, is what he's saying. And then he says, you'll be blessed in the city, and you'll be blessed in the, in the country. That's good news, because I spend a lot of time in the country. Right? The fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land, and the young of your livestock, and the calves of your herd, and the lambs of your flocks, and your basket, and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. Does this sound like something I was reading just a little bit earlier in the New Testament where he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Now watch this. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hands to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. Isn't that good news? He's like, I'm, I'm not just going to, it's just not like a little fly-by-night thing. He's like, I'm going to establish you as my sons and my daughters. Right? It's like, like, it's done, right? You see, well, there's these, we, when you establish something, you're making it stable, right? There's a stableness that we have in the finished work of Jesus. There's a stableness that we have in the blessings of God, in the promises of God. There's a stableness we have that even when things are crashing out and we don't know what we're doing, we can come to him and say, Father, I'm really hurting, or Father, I blew it. And we know that it's not on shaky ground when we go to him. He's like, yeah, boy, you sure did. Right? Well, let's get you up and keep moving forward. I bet you won't do it like that again. You know? So there's a promise that comes through this that, that we can only get through that, right? And, he says, the Lord, and then he says, if you keep the commands of the Lord, your ways to walk in his ways so glad we're not under the law anymore man but even under the law that's why god provided a sacrifice system guess you hear what i'm talking about and so they couldn't even keep it that's why on on their own so that's why they needed a sacrifice and that's why we need jesus so so many of the people want to take god out of everything i had someone ask me the other day a friend i love dearly 
But, but they asked me, that they're, they're like, like, why do you think God, you need to have God in, in your decisions for politics and God in your decisions? And I was like, because me and God aren't inseparable, right? There's certain, certain policies and beliefs that, that my faith upholds and certain ones that doesn't. And I was like, so I can't separate myself from God in any arena because he's in me. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so, but the world would like to separate us from God. As soon as we leave the church or leave our house, oh, don't say anything about God. Why? Because that's not, that, that's the enemy wanting to suppress us and wanting to shut us up, right? Because faith comes by hearing, and God chose this foolishness of preaching. But you're like, boy, he nailed it on that one when you're up there. <laughs> right? And so, so, it's what, how we reach people, right? And it says this, Then all the people of the Lord will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, and the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, and in the land he swore to your fathers to give you. Now, anybody ever hear the story of Balaam? Go to, go, go to um, Numbers, and there's this dude... And he's riding a donkey, right? And he's going to curse Israel, right? And so as he's going to curse Israel, he, he's like, his donkey stops him, right? And his donkey actually talks. Like, like this was the first horse whisperer, right? But he is really a donkey whisperer, right? But he didn't get it. Like, I see people all the time with their horses now. And they're just as dumb as Balaam was. <laughs> right? Because like they're asking their horse to do something, their horse is like, no, no, no. And I'm just waiting for that horse to stop and open its mouth and let God actually let the horse talk so he could tell them how stupid they're being. Right? And so he's sitting there, he's like, like go. And he's like, you can't, if you can't get forward, you've got to have forward motion. Right? Whether it's a donkey or a mule or a horse. If you're going to get your car... Got to have forward motion. So here Balaam whipping his donkey. He can't get it, so he gets off. I see people do that all the time in horses. I guess one of the things, don't get off your horse, right? Because then your horse thinks you won, right? But here, here he, he's getting off, and he's like, and just, and finally the donkey had enough. And the donkey's like, are you stupid? Come on, man. Look. Because why? Because there was an angel with a sword drawn, and he's getting ready to chop its head off. And I wonder how many of those people that are on their horses going like this, and the horse is sold up. And I know what the next step is, and I'm thinking, boy, they're getting blessed by God, because the next step's going to be a, a doozy. Right? But that's another thing where we're fighting against stuff, and we're fighting against what's going on, and we're fighting against traffic, or we're fighting against... Certain things happen in our life, and the whole time God's right there saying, Wait a second, I'm taking care of you. There's a reason that, that sometimes when, when there's a little bit of delay, or there's a reason sometimes when, when things don't go our way. It's not because God forgot that we have to tell Him what to do all the time, it's because He's God and He knows. And he's protecting us, and he's making a way for us where there seems to be no way. Isn't that good news? So we can trust God in that and know that he's for us, 
Right? And so here, Balaam was going to curse God's people. Right? And, and the, angel, the donkey straightened him out. Right? So here the donkey straightens him out, and he goes, and he's like, tells him, he's like, hey, you can have your money back, but I ain't, I ain't cursing those because I can't curse what God has blessed. Now, there's something pretty special and big in that. Right? I can't curse what God's blessed. You know what's really cool is he set up, they set up and they're looking over the, the tents and the, and the tabernacle in the wilderness. The way they set it up was like the tabernacle was in the middle. And then they'd have one string go out to the east, one to the west, one to the north, and one to the south. But if you'd look at it from up above, do you know what you would see? You'd see a cross. So he is looking down, and he's saying, those are God's people, and I can't, I can't curse what God's blessed. Why? Because he saw the cross, and he saw God's holiness, and he saw how great God was. And he could do it back then. How much more can he do it right now? I was reading that it's been, I think it was yesterday, was the 500th, is that a word? Okay, just, just, just checking. It's been 500 years since Martin Luther put that writings up. He introduced grace. 500 years. Before that, what did anyone have to stand on? 500 years. We've had the opportunity to know that, you know what, we don't have to go to someone for for penance or go to a man to, to um, save us, right? Or to confess our sins. Now we can go straight to God. Amen. There was something that was done in us and for us that's bigger than anything. And we get to celebrate that for 500 years. And it kind of is funny that it happened on Halloween too. <laughs> I never realized that till yesterday. 500 years. What a blessing. But what's really sad is how come it's not 2,000 years? Right? We as believers, we can get wiped away into this religiousness. And that's one of the things, like, I always hit religion hard. Because religion is not God. God is not about religion. God is about relationship and about faith. And so faith will give you victory, religion will kill you. Right? It's life and death. It's not good and evil. It's life and death. Does this bring life? Right? You get mad at your wife, right? And say something really really mean or something and she, she tries to kill you. You really should think before that. <laughs> will this bring life? Or will this bring death? Right? I know no one ever has ever done that. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, it's like getting ready. For, well, Linda will come in. She goes, what do you think? This pair of shoes or this pair of shoes? And I'll say, that pair of shoes. And she'll wear the other one. <laughs> and then I realize, like, she's not really asking my opinion. Right? You know? So now I trick her. So I'm like, I'll pick the one I don't think it was. And she'll still pick 
the other one. I'm like, man. Where am I at? Then all the people to the earth will see their, see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of the ground. In the land he swore to give to your fathers, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. Now, what does that mean, to send rain in season? It means when you need it, right? It was, I grew up, like, like you guys know, being in Kansas, too, with all the wheat fields, right? Rain was good when you needed it. But when it comes harvest time, you don't need it, right? Rain's not a blessing. And so God knows how to get us what we need, when we need it, where we need it, and how we need it is what he's saying. Isn't that cool? He's pretty sharp. Okay. You will lend to many nations, but will not borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. And then he says, do not turn aside from any of these commands I give you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. So you're like, well, well, what are the commands of God? Simple. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus broke it down to where it was even easier. Well, well, how do I do that? Well, you can't do that on your own. Right? The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us and draws us to God, right? And if he draws us and he, he accepts us, then he can keep us too, right? But as we're living in him and we're loving him, man, do you, you ever like, like um, see kids that just fall in love or think they're in love or whatever? They're just like giddy. Everything's all good. Like, and then you're like, how are you doing? I'm so good. I was like, oh, I was like, you're so sweet. Can I have a hug? Oh, yes, you can have a hug too. Right? What, what's happening? Right? It, it, it's, you're so in love that it flows out of you and flows to other people and it changes everything around you. And when we have that relationship with God, what's happening? This whole thought of, man, thank you. And you just feel his love coming to you, right? Then pretty soon you're like, man, man, I never loved them before, but wait a second. I see that you love them. I really don't like the shoes they're wearing either, but you still love them? Wait a second. How can you love them? Oh, you died for them. And then God can give you love for people that you wouldn't necessarily have love for. And it doesn't come out of, out of ourselves. It comes out of Him. It, come, it flows. It's not a fleshly thing. It's a spiritual thing. And that's good news, right? Then we get a whole list here of what happens if you don't do it. If you don't clean your room, you're going to be grounded for three weeks. That was not listed here, but I'm sure it could have been. Right? 
However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and, and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees, I am giving you today all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Man, this used to scare the snot out of me. Right? Because like, I grew up in a really religious um, kind, kind of area. And, and um, it was do good, get good, do bad, get beat. You know? And my good was never good enough, and my bad was the worst. And so I couldn't live up to that. So I was like, well, why would I even try? And I think so many people out there feel that same way. They're like, well, I, I got this problem. Listen, you, you, sometimes you, you got to just dive in and say, you know what? I'm coming just as I am because that's what he wants to do, Right? He wants to do a work in our heart and in our lives as we are. He doesn't care who you are, where you're at, what you've done, what you look like, what you smell like. He loves you just like you are. Right? You don't clean up before you take a bath. Some people might, but I don't. Right? So he's like, come to me. And so now, as I was reading this, God... He's like, right, redeemed on that. And so I did. I wrote redeemed. So like, you can see my Bible. Redeemed all around that. Because like, I was not taking any chances. <laughs> so anytime I like, re- step into there, I see, I'm redeemed, right? I'm redeemed. He redeemed me from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for me. Not only did he redeem me from the curse of the law, but he redeemed me to the blessings of of Abraham and to life and to life more abundantly. I'm just not redeemed from these curses. I'm redeemed to these blessings. The cross made a difference. Not just a difference for when we get in the by and by, a difference for when we're right here and right now. That's good news, right? I was like, when we all get to heaven, that's great. No one's hungry in heaven. Right? No one's sick in heaven. We don't need healed when we get to heaven, so those healing promises aren't for when we get to heaven. Those provision promises aren't for when we get to heaven. They're for us right now. Why? Because what happens when that healing comes? Guess what? Heaven's coming to earth. When provision comes, heaven's coming to earth. When peace comes, heaven's coming to earth. When grace comes, heaven's coming to earth. Because this world has not a whole lot of grace for anything. They have, have a mock sort of it. that's kind of reverse. But it's not really grace. It says this. I'll just read a few of them so I can get you guys excited. <laughs> you guys are like, woohoo! What did pastor do? He read all the curses. <laughs> right? You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Well, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. Well, that's not good either. The fruit of your room will be cursed, and the crops of your land and the calves of your herd, you will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Anybody ever felt like that? <laughs> right? The Lord will send on you curses confusion and rebuke 
in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come under sudden ruin because of the evil you have done and forsaken him. I'm like, God, why do we have to go further? I mean, it's getting pretty bad, right? And Job thought he had it bad, right? The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you down with a wasting disease, with, with fever and inflammation, with scourging heat and drought, and with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the, the ground beneath you iron. You know what he's saying? It's, like, it's just like a dome that you can't get through. Bronze actually represents the curse. It represents judgment. That's why they put a bronze snake, serpent on the, on the pole. Because it represents, but it represented Jesus who became the curse for us. That we're free from all these curses. It wasn't 10 years ago, I couldn't have read this to you because I'd have been like freaking out. <laughs> right? But I'm not reading that to show you what that is. I'm, I'm reading that to show you that he's redeemed us from all of this. If you find anything that's in this, it's a curse. Jesus paid a price for it. Jesus became a curse. He literally became this so that we could become alive in Him and become whole in Him and become healed in Him. Isn't that good news? That's great news. We are redeemed from the curse of the law because He became a curse for us. Now, going back to Romans, and I love Romans chapter 8. But I'm going to start in 7, because it says in 7.21, So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being, I delight in God's law. He's like, I kind of delight in it. My spirit jumps at it, but i just not perfect. Is anyone in here perfect? No, neither am I, right? For, but I see another law at work in the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man am I who will rescue me from this body of death. And then he's like, oh, light clicks on. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. What's he saying? Not, coming to Jesus, I'm free. But trying to do it in my own nature, I become a slave. You guys hear what I'm saying? And then I love it. It starts off with therefore in Romans 8.1. Whenever you see therefore, you always ask yourself, what's it there for? I'll tell you, there is now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through, the, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin and sinful man. Man, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. What Spirit is that? That's the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It set us free 
from the law of sin and death. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.